heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Guys, we got a special edition show today. It is the Friday edition of Rams Podcast, and it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't forget to check out MyBookie.ag. They're going to match 100% of your bonus right off the top, so throw up 100 bucks, You're going to get an extra 100 bucks. It's pretty awesome. I did that right when I joined up, and I still got money to play with. So go check them out. Play along with me. Tweet me at LA underscore Rambling Bear if you want to talk about picks at all this week. But I want to get back to the Rams on this Friday edition. I finally got that interview with Nick Hamilton I've been talking to you about. He's a writer for NBC LA. You can find him on the morning show uh, after with Nick Hamilton on Saturdays on Dash Radio. Well, without further ado, let's jump over to that interview I had with Nick Hamilton earlier today. Check it out, guys. All right, Rams Nation, thanks for joining us. We have our special guest today. It's Nick Hamilton from NBCLA. Uh, he's a writer for them. He hosts the morning show after, which is on Dash Radio on Saturdays at 8 a.m., so make sure to check that out, as well as The Fix on Wednesday, also on Dash Radio. So make sure to check him out there. Nick, how you doing today, bud? I'm doing good, man. You know, yeah, I'm getting ready for the morning after with Nick Hamilton on, on uh, this weekend, so it's going to be a lot to talk about. So thank you for having me on, man. I know it, it's kind of crazy these days in L.A. with everything going on. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned it. I got the Cubs-Dodgers game on behind me. Uh, for the people that didn't get to hear our first interview because of the technical difficulties, uh, me and Nick spoke last time when the Cubs were in Game 5, so I told him before this I need to take some of his uh, – Luck that I got last time for him and maybe squeeze out a couple of wins. I know, I know the rest of Rams Nation right now is rolling their eyes saying, all right, we don't care about you and your cubbies. But uh, like you said, we'll, you give, you, give us one and, and, and that will work for us. So, uh, but we'll get into some Rams football here. Yeah. Uh, we are going on the road. This is, we started out last week in Jacksonville. And just to fill everyone in on our conversation last week, some of your keys to the game were basically stopping – uh, the running game, which they did after they allowed that first huge quarter of 100 yards. A lot of it came on that 75-yard run from Fournette. Uh, and then you also said the key to us was going to get Todd Gurley going. So they did basically two of the things that you said, and they came out with a victory, which you also predicted. So work flying over the seas to London. We've got a tough matchup again now against a reborn Adrian Peterson, I guess. Um, how do you see this one playing out across the seas against a division rival? Well, first of all, I like to commend Sean McVay for doing the travel arrangement different than what was last year. Um, he's a smart guy. You, you can't uh, expect victory when you're doing the same thing that caused you to lose. So um, I applaud him for trying to get the guys ready mentally uh, by staying in Jacksonville. I think that was the smartest thing to do to stay in Jacksonville, to stay kind of closer to the, to the, the London time. And then, too, man, it's guys that were able to get away from the city. And what I mean by that is sometimes you bond a lot better when you're away because it's just you and the guys. Um, you're in a different city, in a different part of town, and then you're going over to another country uh, that some of the t- members of the team visited last year. I know Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, uh, right. some of the other guys had, had visited uh, last year, but it's different the way that they're approaching this this trip. 
And I think sometimes if you want different results, you have to do different things. And Sean McVay made sure that these guys were on uh, close to being on London time as possible. Uh, he scheduled certain practices at, at, at the weirdest times, trying to get them acclimated and their bodies acclimated uh, to London time so they can be ready for this game on Sunday. Uh, thank God this game is not a 6 o'clock in the morning game right. because that would really suck. Uh, so thank you to Sean McVay for, and thank you NFL for keeping the game kind of close to local time. Uh, but I think, um, you know, I think there, it's going to be a tight game. I think Arizona's hyped off of Adrian Peterson's debut. I don't think Adrian Peterson will have the same type of uh, game that he had in his debut with, against the Rams. Uh, but the Rams have to continue with their special teams. I think the special teams did an outstanding job against Jacksonville last Sunday, uh, which enabled them to uh, propel to a win. I think also, too, you got to credit Farrell Cooper for starting setting the tone with that 103-yard uh, kick, kickoff return. For sure. And I think Farrell Cooper, I think they found their guy in Farrell Cooper. I mean, we talked about that last time. It was either going to be Farrell Cooper or Cooper Cup. Uh, one of the Coopers were going to be back there, and fortunately it was Farrell Cooper who had the burst of speed down the sideline. So uh, hopefully, you know, Lightning can strike twice, uh, and, and hopefully we'll get another big burst from Farrell Cooper. Uh, but you also have to look at the defense. I think Aaron Donald and the rest of the defense, Alec Ogletree, those guys really joined together, especially late mid and midway through the third and in the fourth quarter. They really tightened up the defense. Uh, they made sure that they made they, they gave a lot of problems. They made it difficult for Blake Bortles to find open targets or just uh, got him so frustrated when he would commit bonehead plays. Uh, so you have to look at that thing. You have to look at Todd Gurley getting him more active in the red zone, I think it's going to be also another key this week um, against the Arizona Cardinals defense. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals defense is not is not terrible. Right. Um, they're nothing like the Jacksonville defense that, that the Rams faced the previous. I think the Jacksonville defense is one of their toughest tests. Uh, so it kind of, you know, it's like anything else, man. You out here trying to bench and lift weights. You can't just get buffed by lifting the same amount of weights. you got to up the ante. you got to up the stakes. And then when you go back down for toning purposes, then, you know, it's easy for you because that lower weight is easier. You just burst through it. And I think this is what, what you're going to find in the Rams' offense. They're going to kind of burst through that Cardinals' defense. Uh, but I think Adrian Peterson is going to have a, another good game. Uh, but, the, but the Rams have to definitely stop, learn how to stop the run and be effective at stopping the run because you can't let a guy like Adrian Peterson go off like he did last week or you're going to be in for a long day. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And I like how you started with, uh, you know, how Sean McVay has approached this week. I mentioned that a little bit on my podcast yesterday was, you know, they, they took example of last year and stayed East Coast. And you said it perfectly. I mean, it's almost like a little mini training camp. These guys got to stay together. Um, you didn't come home. You didn't get back into your routine. It was a little different. So you had to stay focused. They did weird practice times. They flew out, I believe, today to get over there. Uh, and get them adjusted. Yes. They'll be right on the time, ready to roll. The Cardinals, on flip side, did what we did last year. They flew out early. They've been there for a few days now. They've been kind of touring around, doing some media stuff. And Bruce Aaron said it a couple weeks ago. He was really nervous about how his team was going to handle this because they did that earlier in the year when they went to Philadelphia. They went early in the week, and they got almost blown out in the first quarter, 21 nothing. So it's going to be interesting to watch to see – how this Rams team, who has been hey. in London last year, uh, adjusting to it on a different time and being able to come out and hopefully come out hot because 
our defense last week, like he talked about, you know, with our matchup with Adrian Peterson this week. Last week we got banged up real quick on some yardage, so we've got to come out hot because, you know, we need to set that tone early that, you know, our defense is ready to show up today. I mean, well, the good thing about it, first of all, Bruce Arians is, is the epitome of hustling backwards because why would you would you do the same thing again? Exactly. You did it on natural soil. Now you're going across the, uh, across the pond on somebody else's soil to do the same thing, and you expect to get different results? Okay, the epitome of hustling backwards. I mean, the great thing about the Rams is they had a good week worth of practice. You have uh, Lamar, LaMarcus Joyner, who had full participation in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, along with Troy Hill, uh, Andrew Whitworth was uh, was uh, full practice today. Um, now Cody Davis didn't practice; he's battling a thigh injury, uh, so he's listed as day to day. When you look at uh, Carter, Connor Barwin, he had a full practice yet on Wednesday. They gave him his normal day off on Wednesdays, so there was no injury to, to report on that. Uh, so everybody's looking pretty well. Uh, good to see Lamarcus Joyner back into the fold. He's kind of working; they're working him his way and back into the fold, which is great. They're not putting a lot on him, uh, which is very, very smart. And Sean McVay talked about that last week, how they're going to work LaMarcus into the, uh, into the defense, um, you know, just making sure he's, he's got enough when not he doesn't have too much on his plate where he tries to overexert himself uh, for being out so long, especially with his energy level. So you, you kind of want right. to maintain that and kind of watch that. Um, so you don't you don't risk another injury that's going to put him out even longer. So you got to yeah, be careful with hamstrings, man. They real funny, like. And, and you said it. He he is a you know a bullet coming out of a gun. That guy is flying around. There's no half speed with that guy. So I think they're going to have to be a little precautious with how many snaps. You know, how, with hearing McVay talk and how they're going to work him back in. How many snaps or plays do you think we can expect to see Joiner out there this week? You know, it's going to be interesting because I, I would imagine maybe 20, 25 maybe. Um, he's definitely he, – I'm sure he's going to be on a snap count. Uh, but at the same time, you know, LaMarcus, is, he's, a, he's, a, he's a brawler. He's a fighter. You know, he wants to be out there with his team. He has the heart of a lion. So you have to be very, very careful. You kind of have to sometimes dial players back because they want to go 0 to 100 real quick. Uh, but – Sometimes you gotta dial them back and say, "Man, slow your roll like your leg was broken." Hold on, just a minute. <laughs> you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna have to pace this thing out. It's a long season. Yep. We have playoff implications possibly. It's gonna be a long season. You know, just just fall back for a minute. We we we'll take care of you. And uh, but you can't knock a guy's heart. You can't knock a guy who wants to be out there. And Lamarcus Joyner has an excellent work ethic. Um, they cannot be uh, argued. And, you know, you commend a player like that uh, who wants to be out there in spite of his injury. I mean, he wanted to be out there before he got cleared. So that should tell you something just about how much he wants to go uh, and battle for Sean McVay. Definitely. And that's the type of guys that we love on this football team. And it goes back to that we, not me, that they've basically, you know, phrased their whole season off of, you know, he's ready to put his body on the line and get back out there because he just misses playing football with his guys. So we're all excited to see him back on this field this week because he's just an exciting player to watch. I mean, when he came up, you know, pulling that that leg and, and seemed to be really hurting, it was kind of like, a, oh, no, you know, we've done we've been so healthy so long, as you just kind of, you know, said with the injury report. On the other side, the Cardinals are a little banged up. They have a few guys that didn't participate the other day yes. um, that are coming slowly back. Patrick Peterson was one of those guys. He said that he is going to play, but I like a banged-up Patrick Peterson more than I like a fully healthy Patrick Peterson. Is there anyone that's going to be sitting uh, out this yeah. week for them? Yeah, 
more than likely, the only guy I can see would be Andre Ellington. Uh, right. He's got a quad, but uh, he didn't, he was limited on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday, which is kind of concerning, so I'm sure they are monitoring that uh, very closely. Uh, but, yeah, you have a lot of guys banged up. I mean, Xavier Williams. Uh, you have, you know, Corey Peters, who has a, he's been dealing with the knee. He was limited in practice for both days. Uh, we mentioned Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, you look at uh, Carlos Dansby. He's been limited uh, in practice this week. Uh, Olsen Pierre, uh, he, he was limited on Thursday. He did not practice at all on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, so that's going to be an issue for them as well. Uh, but when you look on the flip side of the Rams, I mean, this is a, this is a definitely a winnable game. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's an it's a NFC West opponent. Yep. Uh, this is not the Seattle Seahawks. I think they learned a lot uh, from the Seahawks game dealing with another NFC West opponent and how to go about to handle their business. And, I, again, as I said before, if you put Cooper Cup in that same position that he was in against the Seattle game in the, in the final seconds of the fourth quarter to win the game, if that happens again this time over in London against the Arizona Cardinals, I guarantee you he's going to have some type of glue, uh, stick him, uh, molasses, <laughs> yeah. whatever you can get on his hands to keep that ball on his hands. He's going to find a way to do that um, no, he, I, because he's just a smart kid. He's a very smart kid, has a very high football IQ. Yeah, it was good to see him finally break one, um, you know, being a second-year guy and not really getting a lot of action last year. Jeff Fisher really didn't – I know he had a, a little bit banged up, but – Jeff Fisher didn't utilize him much, especially after drafting him, you know, the position that they did. So I'm glad to see him finally finding a role in this offense. He, for the longest time, I felt like he just didn't fit very well. But with McVay here getting to return those kicks and finally seeing him break one, I mean, there was no room on that sideline. He, he hits the B button, goes up the sidelines, and, and takes the house. It was pretty fun to watch. Um, I don't know if you got to see the yeah. clip that the Rams put up of – uh, you know Bones's reaction on the sidelines when you know when that happened. It was really oh, fun yeah. to see those guys. I, I, I saw it all. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to see. So with this week coming up, you know, uh, with Cooper last week, he was one of the guys that got a game ball. Now I want to kind of play into the future here. If you're assuming the Rams play well and we come out with a victory, you know, we talked about keys to the game last time, and you picked them almost dead on. Who would you give your pregame game ball that you would assume if we're going to win, we're going to need this guy, and he's going to earn a game ball for it? I would have to say Jerry Goff. I mean, I think Jerry Goff is a guy that's going to be the motor to this to this uh, this aircraft carrier we call the Rams. Yeah, um, I think he's a, he's the pilot. Uh, he's a guy who is getting better every week. He's learning. He's, he he doesn't have a lot of pressure. He doesn't play with a lot of pressure. When you saw it last year. When they finally threw him into the fire, he looked like a deer in headlights. And that's because he didn't have a real coach. This year they have a real coach in Sean McVay. And he looks comfortable. He looks absolutely comfortable, but that's what happens when you have a real coach. Right. You have a guy that belongs in the NFL on the sidelines with a headset versus a guy that doesn't. Um, and so when you have a guy who is patient as Sean McVay, who's trying to not only coach these guys up but teach these guys because uh, I, I would see him on the sidelines, even in practices and doing OCAs, he would come over, he would coach them, but he would also teach them. He would show them, hey, this is where you made your mistake. This is where you need to be. You should have been over here. So let's try to let's run it again. Let's see what we can do about it. Right. And let's fix it. You know, not all berating them, not trying to put them down, but he was very, very focused on what they needed to do, and they went ahead and accomplished the task at hand. And I think that has paid off uh, tremendously 
when you look at what the Rams have accomplished, uh, sitting currently at four and two. So, I mean, it can easily be five and two after this week. I also have to look at Gerald Everett. Uh, last week, he scored his very first NFL touchdown uh, off a, a weird like <laughs> check pass, like he was playing basketball. It was or something. I mean, it was it was weird how Jared Goff handled that high snap and just was able to time it so perfectly when he just did like a chest pass. And Gerald Evans happened to be paying attention and run the ball in. It caught the Jacksonville Jaguars defense totally off guard. If that would that that happened last year, Jared Goff would have fumbled that ball. Jacksonville would have taken over. Uh, deep in the Rams' territory. So I, totally agree. I see the maturation of Jerry. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And we mentioned that as I was watching it with a, a buddy of mine. I said, man, that, a year ago, you know, Goff's fumbling that, and, and we were lucky if we dive on it and we get to kick a field goal, but most likely the other teams are covering yeah, it. it. And now this year, it goes off his fingertips. He keeps his eye on it, and he does, like you said, a basketball chest pass right to Everett, who still didn't have much room there, and he found the way to get in the end zone. So that was an exciting play. Uh, that whole game was pretty exciting from beginning to end. Uh, let's do flip side of this coin. Let's say the Rams go across and lose a tough one. What, what's rebuilding coming back? Obviously, we're coming back to the East Coast in a game against New York. But what do we do if we lose this game and kind of break this momentum? What, what does that look like for the Rams? I think they have to regroup. I think they have to look within themselves and see the mistakes that they've had. I mean, first of all, you have to cut down on the turnovers. I mean, turnovers have been their biggest enemy. Yep. Uh, we saw what they did against Seattle when they had five turnovers that cost them the game. Um, so they're gonna if they had if they're gonna lose a game, one of the major ways of them losing the game is having a high turnover percentage uh, and high and a lot of turnovers um, and not being able to move the ball and stretch the field like they should have. Uh, but like I, like I said before, I don't see them losing this game. I'm actually gonna pick them in this game to win. It's gonna be tight, maybe like a five six six point difference, but I think it's gonna be a game that's going to be a, a great learning experience for them. But the one thing you do not want to do is be the team that loses to the Giants. Good <laughs> right. Lord Almighty. If you if you turn into the Denver Broncos all of a sudden in the following week and you losing two straight, yeah, um, it may be a little bit of time having some, some burning some sage or having <laughs> a priest come in. I don't know what, what what's going to turn it around. But, no, I think they'll be fine, though, man. I think, I think the Rams – they're, they're a young core. They're growing every week. And I told this to people a long time ago, man, you got to – I hate to adopt the Sixers philosophy, but you have to really trust the process. Yeah. They're going to have some growing pains. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be have times that they're going to look absolutely fantastic. They're going to have times that they look deplorable, like they did against Seattle with the five turnovers. And they still almost managed to pull it out right. if it wasn't for one play. Yep. So this is a team that is growing. They're gaining confidence every every week. Um, these are guys that really are locked in and want to fight for each other. And, you know, hopefully you get, um, you know, you don't have any distractions. You don't have a situation where you have to worry about who's not getting the ball enough um, and taking the social media. So hopefully you don't have that problem. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think the Rams are a growing bunch. I think in another year, some of these games that they would they lost this year, they're going to find ways to win those games next year. Yeah. But it's a process, man. These guys are young. They're still wet behind the ears, smelling like Similac. You know, they got a brand-new situation. It's a brand-new coaching staff. Uh, but they got a, they have a guy, a, a Tony Robbins of head coaches, in their ear and in their locker room. So, <laughs> you know, these guys will fight for anything and anybody under the name of Sean McVay, and that's great to see. 
and it betters them as players. It betters them as men. Um, and I think it's just an organization that's on the rise. Uh, and they do understand that, hey, man, if you're in L.A. and you ain't winning, no one gives a damn. It's just that simple. We'll move on. We got the Lakers now in season. We got the Clippers in season. You have the Kings in season. The Dodgers are, are uh, uh, away from making the World Series. Yep. We got the beautiful weather, the women, the beaches. I mean, come on. You can't ask for anything better. So if you're the Rams and they understand that, look, man, we, we, we'll be on the front page today and be on the back page tomorrow if we're not winning. And they understand that. So they, they know time is of the essence. They know they have to win. They don't want to be like the other team across town that's, that's, that's still trying to gain wins and gain fans. So they understand what's at stake, man. They're not stupid. Yep, and you're right, the Tony Robbins of football, man, and they are buying in, and that's the fun thing as a Rams fan watching this. When this whole transition happened, you expected some growing pains, which we'll still see, but it's happening so fast, and everyone's kind of going, man, they're really putting this together, and they're buying in. I mean, you hear that term a lot, but you can tell. I mean, when he speaks, you kind of get goosebumps. He's just he's fun to listen to, and the team is just right there on every word he's saying, and they are playing just like his mindset is, and it's fun to watch. Uh, hopefully they do come back. You thanked the NFL earlier and Sean McVay for the way that he was setting this up, and we got to thank the NFL again. I don't think they knew they were setting us up with a nice game to come back to with the New York Giants. I think everyone expected them to play better, but that's, a, that's no better way than you can step back into America and get to face the Giants who have really, really struggled. Obviously, they're still NFL. These guys are getting paid to play, so they, we do expect them to show up, but that's if you could pick a game right now to come back to after London, that's the one you want. And uh, hopefully we yeah. can win two in a row and come back home and have a nice pretty record sitting on top of the NFC West. Yeah, so before I let you go, I want to do something. We've got a, um, you know, a promotion running here with mybookie.ag. It's the place that we go to make our bets. They match 100% of your first deposit. So if you're not a member yet, go check it out. But I do a, I do a pick them. So I do three games every week. I, I released it yesterday, but I want to throw these against yours. Just get your opinion, see who you would take. Uh, we got the Thursday night game. I know it's probably going on right now behind us. Chiefs and Raiders? Chiefs and Raiders. So we got the Chiefs and Raiders that are going right now, and I believe the Chiefs are a three-point favorite going in. Uh, who would you pick in that game if you had to take it? If you had to put some money down and take that game? Mm. Well, if I had to borrow some money from somebody, let's see, <laughs> use their money. Let's see. I'd probably go with the Raiders at home. All right. I'd probably go with the Raiders at home because I, th- I still think the Chiefs are still shocked that they lost to the Steelers the way they lost to them at Arrowhead. So I okay. think they're still trying to recover from that because it wasn't that long ago. And then we will go to our neighboring team. We've got the. I almost want, always want to call them the San Diego Chargers, but they are the L.A. Chargers, and they are having the Denver Broncos coming into town. You mentioned them earlier, just got beat up by the Giants. The Denver Broncos are a one-point dog in this game. Who do you got? Do you take Broncos mm-hmm. plus one, or do you take the home team minus one? I take the home team. Um, I think the Chargers are going to they're going to continue on that momentum. I mean, they have the attitude of a 4-2 and two team, even though they're currently 2-4. and four. Right. And that's, a, that's really amazing to look at. And then the way they've ran Melvin Gordon and continue to run Melvin Gordon, uh, along with opening up uh, opportunities for Hunter Henry, uh, that's going to play major dividends. Plus, too, they got to make sure they have Keenan Allen coming out of the slot. If they have Keenan coming out of the slot, he gets more, uh, as I like to call it, Keenan, Keenan is about that yak. Mm-hmm. Yards after the carry. 
So if you can get an opportunity for him to get yards after the carry, that's going to be great for them offensively. Defensively, you got to look at the two bookends, better known as Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And then also, too, for Denver, Emmanuel Sanders, their top receiver is going to be out, as, as well as I believe their, their top uh, O-lineman is going to be out, too. Uh, so he's questionable. So that's going to play into the, the Chargers' favor, especially in being at home if you want to call it, you know, uh, a true home game. But I think the Chargers pull this one out, man. I think they, they go three and four, and it's going to really mess up the AFC West now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Nick, I, I'm glad I ran this segment because so far we are complete opposite. But I know on our third pick, because we kind of briefly talked over it, but let's make it official, we're talking Rams on the road at home, technically, against the Cardinals. They're in a three-and-a-half-point right. favorite. Who you got in that game? Uh, well, the Rams happen to be at home, which makes no damn sense because both of them are away. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Rams in this one. I like the momentum that they're carrying over there. I like the, 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 the preparation that they're doing. Um, but Bruce Arians knows how to coach. Uh, he's, he's a good coach. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have necessarily have all the pieces to put together because um, that wide receiver core minus Larry Fitzgerald is absolute trash. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Rams in this one by, I would say, maybe five or six points. All right. I like it. So we met even on the last one. We'll see how those other two turn out. I'm really hoping those Chargers don't win this week. I've got a couple other side bets going, and, and they're not pretty if I lose. So I really, I really need – I'm, I'm hoping on the Denver Broncos just being so pissed off right now that they lost to the Giants on national television that they're going to come down to the Chargers who have kind of been – beaten up not only yeah. in their own hometown but maybe we'll get some bronco fans in that stadium and make it loud for them so we'll see how that goes that's why we love football that's why we love the nfl you never know with these games they're fun to watch um i want to say a big thank you nick for joining me guys make sure to check him out NBC LA. he's a writer for them he also hosts the morning after with nick hamilton that's on dash radio as well on and that's on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And then on Wednesday, he does The Fix on Dash Radio. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. It's Nick Hamilton LA. Check him out. If you don't know, he's got some amazing Instagram stuff. Uh, that video you put up of Kobe Bryant last night was classic. It was like he pointed to you and, and you know, counted up. I don't know if that was the rings he was counting up or what he was doing, but it was pretty fun. Oh, uh, Yep, you always put up. now somebody else, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was pointing right at you, my man. It was pretty cool. Um, he always has great content. This guy's uh, in and around the locker room and around the players, so check him out on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Nick, appreciate you coming on. We'll have you back. I always have fun when you're here, so uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, man, thank you for having me, man. You know what? Your sodium levels sound a little high when you're talking about the Broncos. I'm just saying, you sound a little salty. <laughs> So you may want to watch that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little salty, man. I got a couple people I work with that are Chargers fans, and I just I already lost one bet oh, okay. this year. I, I got I got to make up. I got to make up for it. So uh, Rams, Rams till I die. But I appreciate it, and uh, we'll have you back again soon. You take it easy and have fun at that Lakers Clippers game tonight. Will do, man. Thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, Rams Nation, that was an awesome interview with Nick Hamilton. Again, check him out on Instagram and Twitter, Nick Hamilton LA. He's a writer for NBC LA. Uh, he's got the morning after show with Nick Hamilton on Saturdays, 8 a.m. at Dash Radio, and also The Fix on Wednesday on Dash Radio as well. So big ups to Nick. Really appreciate him coming on. He'll probably be a guest coming back. I always have a great time with him. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. It's at LA underscore Rambling Bear. 
Also, at Locked On Rams. Also, we just dropped a brand new Rams podcast. Don't forget to go check that out. I just retweeted it now. So, at Rams Podcast, full me, James, whole hour talking Rams news, updates, and all fun stuff. So, hope you guys enjoy that. Again, appreciate you guys listening to Locked On Rams daily. I will be back on Monday with hopefully another Victory Monday. So off to London, go Rams, and until next time, Rams Nation, peace. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.